Hey guys, Gordon here. I just want to take a second and thank you for downloading our episode, listening to our episodes, sharing our episodes, tagging us on social media and helping us grow our mission. It means everything to me. And from here uh, to continue growing where we're at, please consider throwing us a small donation just to help grow the mission, support the team, support the infrastructure and continue to build the Permafit name. Thank you all so much. We love you. We'll talk to you soon. What is up, guys, and welcome to the Strength of Body and Mind podcast. My name is Gordon Light. I'm going to be your host. Welcome to the show. Now, in this show, we talk about all things fitness and health related so that you can craft a high performance body and mind for continued success and results. This content is totally free, so if you did get value out of it, please go over to iTunes and leave me a rating and review. I would appreciate that so much. Now let's dive right into the show. What is going on, guys? And welcome to the Art of Weight Loss. If you're listening to the podcast, welcome to the Strength of Body and Mind podcast. If you are watching this on Facebook and you do want to check out the podcast, there's a ton of content there, like over 100 episodes of content. Most of them are not crossovers to the content that's here in the Art of Weight Loss group. So I encourage you to go over to iTunes or Spotify or some other, uh, let's see, I'm trying to think what else, uh, iHeartRadio, Google Play, like all the major platforms, uh, and search for the Strength of Body and Mind podcast, check it out. And likewise, if you're listening to this on the podcast and you want to see these lives in my Facebook group, where again, I have content that's not on the podcast, uh, go over to Facebook and search for The Art of Weight Loss. I will link that in the show notes of the podcast. But go over there, check it out. There's a lot of stuff in there. I drop a lot of trainings, a lot of content. And um, as of the time of this recording, I have a lot in the hopper, so to speak. I have a lot of content I'm going to be putting in that group that's not going to be on the podcast. So I definitely encourage you to go over, again, Facebook, check it out. It's totally free. Search for The Art of Weight Loss and go join that free group. All right. So today's episode is uh, is actually from a question. So I have um, I constantly pull people on questions like, what are your biggest questions? What are the things that you really need help in specifically. And one of the questions I was asked recently, which I've been asked time and time again are, uh, or was, what should I focus on with my workouts? What should I concentrate on my workouts? Which translation is, which workouts should I be doing to achieve real weight loss and fitness transformation success? Like that's really how I interpret that question. And it really comes down to well, a couple different things. First of all, is it goal specific? Yes. But we're talking about weight loss specifically and body transformation, which for 99% of people is going to be the same, which is, is, is really what I'm getting at, which is they want to lose body fat. They may not realize they want to lose body fat. They think they want to lose just weight. So they call it weight loss, but they want to lose a lot of body fat. And at the same time, they want to build out some muscle mass and they want to have that lean physique, that lean look, that kind of like muscular toned look, right? And they want to lose a lot of weight along the way, a lot of body fat along the way. And they want to know, maybe you're one of these people, you want to know what is the best approach to that? How do I do that? How do I go about that the most effective, most efficient way? Should I be doing a lot of cardio? Should I be doing a lot of weightlifting? Should I be doing both? Should I be taking uh, classes? Should I be doing boot camps? Should I be doing... 
um, yoga to build my mobility so that I can do things better? Should I be um, going to bar classes? Should I be doing like Zumba and stuff like that? Uh, I've heard it all at this point. And a lot of people make up, should I be doing CrossFit? That's another big one. And a lot of people think that it needs to be overly complicated and that there's a lot of nuances to the strategy. And yes, they're right. There are a lot of nuances to the strategy. There are a lot of little things that have to be right. But in terms of the big picture, the answer to this question is you should be doing resistance training. Okay. You should be doing resistance training. And I'm going to explain why. Uh, resistance training is essentially weightlifting. Now, there's other layers to that too, but resistance training, basically think of it as weightlifting. So let me break this down. Um, <laughs> cardio does a whole bunch of different things in terms of arterial health, meaning your lung capacity will be better, your blood pressure will improve, your stamina will improve, your endurance will improve, your heart rate will consistently go down a little bit until it's in a healthy range. If it's operating at a high range right now, you will become better at cardio by doing more cardio. You'll have more endurance. You'll have more energy. You'll have the ability to go longer without needing to take a break. That will happen for sure. Okay. But in terms of weight loss, there's a, there's a, there's a lot of confusion around cardio and what it really does for you in terms of weight loss. So I'm not going to get too deep into the four functions in the metabolism, which is the total daily body energy expenditure system. I'll talk about that another time. I've talked about it in the past, but I'm not going to get into that here. However, I will touch on one of those functions. And that function is called the EAT, the Exercise Activity Thermogenesis. And uh, yes, it is referred to as the EAT function, <laughs> which is kind of funny. But the EAT function, Exercise Activity Thermogenesis, that is one portion, one piece of the daily energy expenditure of the body, which is a, basically a metabolic function, okay? And what it really means is your exercise that you do, your active exercise that you do, and the calories that are burned as a byproduct of doing that function, doing that exercise, those are called your EAT calories, your e, the EAT, the energy expenditure. So your exercise activity thermogenesis energy expenditure, right? It's a mouthful, I know. But what it really means is the calories that you burn while you're exercising, okay? That's really what it means. So when you go and do exercise, whatever it is, and you're burning calories while you're doing it, it falls under this category, okay? The EAT, exercise, activity, thermogenesis. Now, why am I even talking about this? Exercise is exercise, right? They all burn calories, right? No, not really. Cardio falls very heavily into this category of EAT, right? It's an EAT type exercise, exercise, activity, thermogenesis, sort of exercise. And when you go and do a bunch of cardio, let's just say you go and you hit 30 minutes on the treadmill and you burn 250 calories, that those calories right there that you burned, that's pretty much the start and the stop of the effectiveness of that cardio in terms of weight loss. Okay. So I'll say that again, when you go do 30 minutes of cardio, if you burn 250 calories doing that, or if you're doing high intensity interval training, or walking the Stairmaster, it doesn't really matter. When you're doing cardio, you're burning calories, okay? But that's the extent of it. So you're burning calories during that window of time, and then it's done. That's it. There's nothing else. So you don't continue burning calories when you're done. You don't affect your metabolic function as a byproduct of doing cardio. Not really, okay? So I want you to think of 
cardio as basically calories on demand. I need to burn 250 calories. I went over my calories today by 250. I'm going to go do 250 calories worth of cardio and basically undo whatever I ate <laughs> by 250 calories. Okay. That's pretty much how calorie, how cardio should be looked at as far as weight loss, body fat loss, and reducing your calories for the day. It's creating a bigger deficit for you. So I'm not going to spend too much time on nutrition, but as you know, or may not know, maybe you don't, maybe you do, I don't know. Nutrition, balancing all this stuff comes down to at the end of the day, the, the, the king component is calories. So if you exceed your calories and by, by calories, I mean, you should have a calorie target. And if you're in body fat loss mode, you'll be at a slight deficit down from what your maintenance target is. Again, if this confuses you drop a comment below and I'll, I'll touch on this a little bit and I will link you to one of the past videos where I broke this down, but you have a maintenance calorie target. You have a, a, a body fat burning calorie target and you have a bulking calorie target. So if you're trying to lose weight, you have a, a calorie deficit target, a body fat target, body fat loss target. And if you exceed that number, then you're not going to be able to lose body fat. Basically, you're not going to be able to lose weight. If you exceed that number consistently, you're not going to be able to lose weight. So what cardio does and what a lot of people use who are experienced to understand this stuff, what they will do is they'll use cardio as a tool to hit that deficit number every single day. So they'll eat their normal maintenance target calories. Maybe that's 2000, but they know they won't lose weight unless they're at like 1700 for the day. So they'll go and they'll do 300 calories worth of cardio at the end of every day to get down to that number. And then they'll still be able to lose weight. Does that make sense? If that doesn't make sense, let me know in the comments below. I know that does confuse a lot of people, but that's really where cardio starts and stops. It allows you to widen your caloric deficit. It allows you to burn more calories throughout the day, but that's it. And so because of that, people misunderstand cardio and they'll, they'll continue to eat whatever they want to eat and they'll go and they'll do a bunch of cardio and they'll think, well, I'm sweating and I'm, I'm, I'm getting my heart rate up and I feel tired. Therefore, I must have had a great workout. Therefore, I must be doing amazing things for my body. Therefore, I can go eat a pizza. Therefore, I can go drink a six pack of beer. Doesn't work like that. Okay. Uh, cardio, what you get the bang for the buck on cardio is very low. So if you go do 35 minutes or 45 minutes or an hour of cardio, all that really buys you if you want to compare it to food is like a slice and a half of pizza or um, maybe like a, a Snickers <laughs> or maybe not even a whole Snickers. Actually, I don't know what the calories are in a Snickers or something like that. It doesn't even buy you a peanut butter sandwich, guys. Let's put it that way. It does not buy an hour of cardio does not buy you a peanut butter sandwich in terms of car in terms of calories. Okay. Unless you're sprinting for an hour and let's be honest, 99% of us cannot sprint for an hour. All right. So what do we, what do we really get out of this? What do we, what's the punchline here? The punchline is that ca uh, cardio for fat loss is very ineffective. It's very ineffective. It's very inefficient. And it's about the worst way to approach weight loss. Now that goes against conventional wisdom. Because most people are born, like raised, being told or, or somehow being influenced uh, by this thought that cardio is the solution for losing weight. I need to lose weight, I better go run. I need to lose weight, I better go hit the bike. I need to drop a few pounds, I better go and start climbing the, the stair, Stairmaster. Or I better go hit the elliptical, right? That's where most of us default to. 
Okay. But that's the exact, one of the exact reasons why guys, why 70% of this, the population is overweight and why 40% of the population is obese. Right. There, this is a true lack of understanding. This is a true lack of information. Um, that's, that's, that's misunderstood. Okay. So let's talk about the right thing to do. Okay. And the right thing to do is resistance training. And I'm going to tell you why. So resistance training, what does that mean? Well, earlier I said it was weightlifting. That's a form of resistance training. Another form of resistance training is um, like resistance bands. You can use those. There's them to be weightlifting or calisthenics. And a lot of people don't think this, but calisthenics is a form of resistance training. So what are, what are calisthenics? Um, calisthenics, push-ups, but anything with body weight, basically push-ups, pull-ups, um, any gymnast movements. Um, if you're into CrossFit, all your muscle ups that you're doing, stuff like that, those are all calisthenic movements. You're using your body weight against gravity, and that is a form of resistance, and that is creating um, a, 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 the same effect as if you were with lifting weights, basically. Right? It's a little different, but it's basically the same. Um, so let's talk about why that's important. So first of all, because so few people in general lift weights or do any kind of resistance training, they don't understand this and it, it's not conventional wisdom. Whereas most people at some point in their life have run or walked, we've all walked or ridden a bike or done something cardiovascular. And so that the conventional wisdom there is they should do that to burn calories and, and, and create, you know, a weight loss effect. Uh, and that's why kind of like what feeds some of this. And most people haven't lifted weights. In the grand scheme, most people haven't. Well, they haven't done any resistance training. They haven't done a lot of push-ups and pull-ups and stuff like that. So they really don't know just how effective it really is. But here's what happens when you lift weights, okay? It's the exact opposite of what cardio does. So when you lift weights, when you go to the gym and you lift weights for 45 minutes, now right off the bat, you will not burn as many calories during that 45-minute session as cardio will, typically. It'll be kind of close, but it won't be the exact same. All right. So right off the bat, you're thinking, well, it's not as effective, Gordon. You're full of shit, dude. <laughs> okay. But hear me out. You don't burn as many calories while you're lifting weights, but what you do. So your, your EAT is going to be lower. Your exercise activity thermogenesis is going to be lower. Okay. That's a fact. But what you are doing are two other very important things. One is you are building muscle mass and muscle mass by itself. The act of your body going through muscle protein synthesis has a thermic effect, which means you're going to be burning calories just by repairing the muscles that you tore during that resistance training session. Okay. So there's one thing. Um, actually, so there's th actually three things altogether. So that's one. So you have a thermic effect of muscle protein synthesis Two, as you build more muscle mass over time, like in the, in the matter of weeks and months, as you build more muscle mass, you are directly influencing your body's basal metabolic rate. Another way of looking at that, maybe you've heard this term before, resting metabolic rate or RMR. Okay, BMR, basal metabolic rate, RMR, resting metabolic rate, they're the same thing. And that's a second, that's another function of the total body energy expenditure system that I was talking about earlier. Uh, and this one is more important. So the basal metabolic rate, is actually responsible for the majority of your calories burned throughout the day, like 60%, 70%. So if you can increase that number, what do you think happens? So if your body's naturally burning, uh, let's just say 
1200 calories a day, just being alive, like literally just being alive, your heart pumping, your, uh, your, your eyes blinking, your, you know, your, your, your organs doing their stuff, your lungs expanding and contracting those functions together, all of them, just being alive, circulating your blood and whatnot consumes 1200 calories of energy a day. What do you think happens if you put on muscle mass and all of a sudden your basal metabolic rate goes from 1200 to 1500? It goes up by 300 calories a day. So now just being alive, your body needs to burn, your body will burn 1500 calories just being alive instead of 1200. You don't have to do anything on a daily basis to make this happen. It just happens. And it happens because you put on muscle mass over a few months. What do you think overall happens as a result of that? Think about that for a second. Okay. So I'll tell you, <laughs> but what happens is you need to eat more in order to sustain that. Okay. And if you don't eat more, it hammers away at your body fat very quickly, very, very quickly. So you've created that deficit over the long term and it stays with you. It has standing power. Okay. So let me explain. I know this is a little confusing to people who are new to this. So let me explain this a little differently. Your body will burn so many calories a day anyway, whether you exercise or not. If you start lifting weights and you start doing resistance training, you may not burn as many calories during that session, but what you are going to do is you're going to raise that amount of calories that your body's burning on a daily basis, just being alive. So right off the bat, by lifting weights or by doing resistance training or by doing calisthenics, you are giving your body permission to burn more calories on a daily basis, even when you're not in the gym, even when you're not working out. Does that make sense, guys? Like if you're watching this, whether it's live or on the replay, let me know if that makes sense. I'm just curious because that's really what's going on here. As you lift weights, as you put on muscle mass, even a little bit at a time, which by the way, muscle mass grows like nanometers and micrometers at a time. It doesn't grow inches at a time. You're not going to look like Arnold Schwarzenegger in three months. Okay. That takes years, <laughs> a lot of years. But anyways, as you grow muscle mass, your body has to have more resources in it to sustain that muscle mass. Therefore, it's going to burn more calories just as a byproduct of having that muscle mass. So when I explain this to people, a lot of times they'll say, well, I don't want to look, it all comes down to looks at this point. I don't want to look like a bodybuilder. I don't want to look like a physique model. I don't want to have like bubble muscles. I get that a lot, bubble muscles. Um, I just want to look like lean and, and, and kind of trim. Let me tell you this. You will never look like a bodybuilder ever. It's never going to happen unless that is your goal. Okay. It's the equivalent of someone handing you a football and you saying, well, you know, I don't want to like throw this football because I don't want to look like Tom Brady. <laughs> it's like, it's just like that. Okay. Uh, I don't want to throw this football. I don't look like Joe Montana. Okay. That doesn't happen unless you aspire for that to be your goal and you train on it over and over and over and over for years and years and years and years. This, this counts for you ladies as well, who the women who struggle with this whole thought that if I lift weights, I'm going to look like a man. That's not going to happen unless you want that to happen. And even if you want that to happen, that's going to take years of very specific, hardcore dedication to make that happen. It does not happen overnight. It does not happen quickly. Okay. Um, so muscle mass, 
a lot of times you'll put on muscle mass and, and in the beginning, you won't even realize it. Like you can't see it visually. This is happening again, micrometers and nanometers at a time, but that's all it takes. Millimeters of muscle growth can equate to dozens of calories more per day on your basal metabolic rate. Okay. So if the goal is weight loss, if the goal is to lose weight, to lose body fat, you want to lose as much as possible and you want to lose it as fast as possible, which I think is pretty much everybody who's in that boat. They want to lose weight. They don't want to, they don't want to lose it slowly. They want to lose it as fast as possible, right? The fastest path to that is not cardio. It's not starvation. It's not crash dieting. It's none of that bullshit. It's resistance training, which in my opinion, weightlifting is the most effective way to do that. Calisthenics are a really close second. Resistance bands are great. Uh, maybe do a little bit of all three. So if you have a weightlifting routine that has been put together for you or you put together yourself, I highly recommend you sprinkle in some body weight movements, push-ups, pull-ups, definitely planks, stuff like that. Uh, the trick is getting that right, knowing exactly you know how, what, how much is too much, how much should I actually substitute in for actual weightlifting movements. Um, and that's where ex experience comes into play. So that's where like a coach or a trainer can really paint that picture for you clearly and give you a plan that makes sense for you, your body, your goal type, um, your gender, your experience, the equipment you have access to, all those things, all those functions, because they all play a role, okay? So um, I just want to be very, very clear about this. Cardio is not a bad thing. I do not, <laughs> I do not oppose cardio. I think cardio should be kind of like part of the big picture thing because cardio does improve your arterial system, which is incredibly important. And it, it gives your lung capacity uh, a wider range. It gives your heart capacity a wider range. Um, it does improve your overall health. Okay. But that's more of a wellness function. You reduce things like cardiac arrest. You reduce things like blood pressure problems, heart problems. Um, it doesn't eliminate them. Okay. Obviously you can't eliminate those, but you will significantly reduce the risk if you focus on your arterial health a little bit. However, weightlifting and resistance training is by far, by far, without a shadow of a doubt, the fastest way and the most effective way to lose weight, lose body fat, really create that physique that you're going for, and then have standing power so that it stays, so that you can hold on to it for years and years and years. Because let's be honest, nobody wants to lose weight and like really build out the body of their dreams and look in the mirror and love what they see and then undo all of it in three months or six months or a year, right? No one wants that. Well, going through the process of learning weightlifting and resistance training is the path to keeping this for a long time, like a long, long, long time. And no, you don't need to be in the gym for two hours a day, six days a week, seven days a week. You don't need that. A lot of people think that too. We're talking about 45 to 60 minutes, three maybe four days a week, okay? Three to four hours a week is all you need, right? Three to four hours a week. So if you tell me you don't have three to four hours a week, I'm going to tell you you're lying. <laughs> you're, those nine out of 10 people, probably more than that, have three to four hours a week, somehow, some way to create the body of their dreams. It's not magic. It's not reserved for the genetically gifted few out there. You don't need to spend 18 hours a day in the gym. Okay. It comes down to, yes, your nutrition has to be on point. Okay. And by the way, nutrition, I'm going to save that for another video, but nutrition can totally fit 
your taste buds, <laughs> satisfaction, satiety, uh, can be made out of things that you love and still map to your goals and still be filling and satisfying. Uh, there's a little bit of an art form to that. It can be done, I promise you. You can still eat pizza. You can still eat stuff that you love, whatever. But uh, it's it, you have to have that on point. And then the second thing is you have to have your training set up in a way that makes sense also. Three to four hours a week where you're putting your body and your muscle groups under tension, under load the right way. You're going through the calisthenic and or weightlifting sort of protocol to get you there. Um, it has to make sense. Okay, but if that's put together correctly, you won't need to do hours and hours of cardio. Okay, and just to put this into to context, like some of my highest performing clients, 40, 50 pounds of body fat lost in four to six months, do so without ever stepping foot on the treadmill or the bike or the Stairmaster or the elliptical or anything like that. And they're also doing exactly what I just described, three to four hours a week of weightlifting, just doing it the right way being consistent with it and then and, and following a strategy that makes sense. Okay. That's another part of this too. That training protocol, you can't just go to the gym and do a bunch of exercises that seem like a good idea. That's why I hate boot camps. I don't, I don't like boot camps. Okay. I don't like boot camps. I don't like group classes. Uh, they're typically very poorly put together with no real thought. Okay. Um, I know a lot of trainers that do group classes and they typically just like to get their clients to sweat and to get their heart rate up so that they feel like they got a good workout and maybe they burned a like 100 calories or 150 calories in that hour, but it's not really serving them at the highest level. I do not like group classes, okay? But when your strategy is put together the right way and the training within makes sense and it's made up of exercises that map to your goal, take into account your limitations, your history, your, your, your gender, your age, all those things, and, it, and again, it maps to your goal, then the results just flow. Okay, but that's an art form. Doing that right is an art form. Just like putting in a, a nutrition protocol is an art form. So I encourage you not to follow a one size fits all meal plan or a one size fits all training plan. I also don't encourage you to use an online macro calculator. All right, a human being involved in that process is your fastest way to success, always. Okay, always. Um, <laughs> I have a friend who's a, who's a coach. And, uh, and, and we're in agreement on this, especially on the macros thing. And one of the ways that she talks about it, she said, um, <laughs> asking, asking a coach or a trainer, how do I calculate my macros and then manage them is a lot like asking a doctor, like, hey, how do I treat myself for tuberculosis? <laughs> uh, it's a skill that's better left to the person who's trained in doing that. Um, just because there's a lot of nuances to it. And then having the ability to look at it from outside the forest, from outside the weeds is a, an advantage that you don't have when you are in it, trying to do it yourself, if that makes sense. Um, and yes, I'm a coach and yes, I have a coach <laughs> to do coaching for me uh, because I don't trust myself enough. And every coach I know is the same way. It's not actually, it's not that I don't trust myself. It's I like having, someone that's not me manage me. It's the same reason doctors go to doctors and dentists go to dentists. They don't work on themselves. They don't diagnose themselves. They use someone else to look deep at them from a different perspective. And multiple minds is always better than one, right? So uh, my point here is that trying to do this stuff kind of yourself is usually going to be less effective. Okay, almost always going to be less effective. 
Now, some people might get results. It's more rare than you think. And again, this comes back to, we're not in a shortage of information. You can literally go Google anything you want. You know this. <laughs> Everyone watching this knows this. Everyone listening to this podcast knows this. However, there's never been a time in history when we've had more overweight people and more obese people within the population. So it's not a lack of information, okay? It's a lack of skill set. It's a lack of experience. You don't get the ability to do this the right way just from information. You get this from practice, not just on yourself, but through practice of others. And then education through like formal channels, if that makes sense, right? So the, I know it was a little bit of a rant. My point here is that A, the answer to the question is resistance training. That is the fastest, most effective, most efficient way to lose weight, lose body fat, and really build out the body that you want for sure. And then the second piece is the way to set up the right training protocol is not to just go to the gym and do a bunch of exercises. It's not to go and get some one size fits all training program. Okay. Now those are ways I guess to get started. Any movement is better than no movement, of course. But if you really want to actually get results, then having a skilled person who's done this before for hundreds of people is obviously going to be the fast track. Okay. Having your hand held through this process. So um, if you want help with that process, then I highly recommend that you apply to have a consult with myself here in the Mind Body Academy or someone on my team. Um, we do this all the time. We do this every day. And to be honest with you, not everyone is a good fit. So this is, there is an application process. We do jump on the phone. We do talk about your goals, your experience, what you're doing, what you haven't, what's worked, what hasn't worked. And if you want help with that stuff, then head over to my website Okay, it's Gordon dot, uh, gordonalight.com forward slash call and we'll get you started. But again, it's application only. So um, if you want to jump on that call, have that consult and see if you're a good fit for the academy, then that'd be awesome, right? Go check it out. And if it's not a good fit, that's cool too. You know, we'll definitely send you in the direction where you th we think you can get the most help to move forward and, and, uh, and make this goal a reality. But again, if you want to do that, go check out gordonalight.com forward slash call. So anyways, that's going to do it here, guys. Um, thank you so much for those who jumped on live. And if you listen to this on a podcast, if you want to jump in Facebook and check these out and uh, have an opportunity to ask questions like as we're doing this live, then go to Facebook and search for The Art of Weight Loss. So, all right, guys, that's going to do it. I'm going to punch out here. Thank you so much. Talk to you in the next one. See you.